Hey, what's this? What about our life? Is it that bad? No, what about our life with Chris and Will? Oh, the show that gets you talking. Yeah, and these two haven't stopped talking for three seasons. <laughs> what do you call two witches sharing an apartment? I don't know. What? Roommates. <laughs> okay, buddy. We clear. Happy Halloween. Welcome, welcome, <laughs> welcome to the show. It is another wonderful episode of What About Our Life with Chris and Will. This week or this episode, I keep wanting to say. Yes. Is, well, we're doing more now, so yes, yes. Yes, yes, we're trying to catch up. It. We are talking all about Halloween. Yeah. And of course, everybody's favorite, the best of the Rocky Horror picture show oh my gosh yes. you say that and automatically you know yes. you just know i know right? <laughs> right 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 any plans for halloween uh what are you guys gonna dress up as this year mm. Mm. interesting yeah, so, yeah. so let's talk about our one of our favorite times of year halloween yes uh we were gonna dress up this year but uh time got too ahead of us and that just didn't happen <laughs> So, um, I, so yeah, some of the, gosh, I, I can't even remember what I, what, what was some of the costumes? That oh, you, okay. So I remember you used to dress up as, um, Austin Powers. Austin Powers. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yes. Okay. So not only was it the outfit, but like that, like, what was it? The act, the teeth? Two, yeah, <laughs> had that little teeth piece I put in. You couldn't talk in that thing. I mean, seriously, it was just. Didn't you dress up as Tinkerbell? No. <laughs> what, you but didn't you want to dress up in a two? I think you're thinking tint? because you dressed up as Peter Pan. I think I did one year. Yes, yes, I you think did. I did. Yeah. Yes, you yeah, did. I think I did. You know, as a kid, we used to go camping every Halloween, and we used to set up this big haunted house at our camper. Uh -huh. And uh, we'd go trick or treating around this big camp. We all always got some fun candy, and then they had a um, Halloween dance at night. Oh. It was so much fun. Well, I there is one memory I have of Halloween because see, I didn't actually go trick or treating in the neighborhood that I lived in. I went to somebody else's neighborhood to do that. It was a friend of ours, or yes. a friend of mine, obviously. Um, but the really cool thing is we all met up at my house, and then we went over there to go trick or treating. I dressed up as Tuxedo Mask from the anime Sailor Moon. The really interesting thing is there was another acquaintance of mine who, which I did not know, dressed up as the same thing. So whenever we went to knock on people's stores, they're like, didn't I already give you candy? No. And But the funny thing is, of course, you know, those people that we they didn't know um, of Tuxedo Mask, they thought that it was um, from the Phantom of the Opera. Which was really funny because you know tuxedo mask has like the little mask. Well, see, I think the only thing yeah. I remember is I used to have a uh, a, a dinosaur uh, a costume, Halloween costume. I still have the closet. Oh my god! And I still scare scare Willie with it every every chance that I can get. I, I still remember it wasn't Halloween, but it was I. It was late at night. And I was sitting on the couch with the lights off. I was playing Final Fantasy VII on the original uh, Sony PlayStation. I think it was like 2 or 3 in the morning or something. And I thought you were in bed, sleeping. Even though your bedroom door was open. 
And um, then all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, here's this like claw that just grabs at me from behind. And I, I, I almost thought that I hit the ceiling. I jumped so high out of that. I couldn't that even sofa. run. It was so funny. It was so funny. And then when we do Halloween stuff, Willie gets so scared easily, he takes off running. As if that's not going to tell anybody that who's trying to scare you that you're not scared. Yeah, but in that moment, it's, it's just so like... so funny. You know, it just, it's, it's just as sad as you just bring him into a haunted house and all you got to do is say, boo, and he takes off running. <laughs> and it's just funny because then you just you pull up your lawn chair, you get your, co- your popcorn and your Coke, and you're just sitting there watching. And it's just like... A, it, it it's just like a rotation then he'll stop and then he'll turn around you just do boo again and he takes off it's just funny it's really just funny i'm glad you find that entertaining i do <laughs> i do i do do we have any haunted memories i think yes oh, we actually yes, lived in a haunted do. house yes we yes, did. She did it's oh. so funny because it is funny though yeah. you know the, the the creepiest things will just scare you and then you're like okay all right all right so which one are we gonna tell well, I mean, I remember when we, it was an old wooden house out in Kissimmee. Yeah. And you would hear in the middle of the night the footsteps that would mm-hmm. walk up the wooden stairs. Yeah. It was so creepy because it, you could hear the, the clonking boots and it was just like, wow. And then you can hear it upstairs. I mean, I'm getting chills just talking yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just, oh, you could so hear it. And, uh, you know, um, I say that. You know, every now and again, I guess, I, the where we're at now, it's not haunted. But every now and again, I think we get a spirit here that likes to massage feet. <laughs> I do. I've woken up, been woken up in the middle of the night with my feet massaged. And I'm sitting there going, okay, that was just creepy. That's just, that's just the wrong kind of, you know, I couldn't, I wasn't having any dreams. Because I don't have foot fetishes or anything. But, oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't. But, yeah, but anyway. But no, we used to live in this in the same wooden house. I mean, it was you would things go flying. We would watch stuff go flying yeah, from across like, the room, and yeah. it was just like, okay, okay. all right. We couldn't move because we couldn't afford to move. So we were like, yeah, we're just gonna have to learn how to deal with this. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was just. And the funny thing is, because there were a lot of cats that lived in the house, and the cats knew. Yeah, oh yeah. Because there was a there. The cats would come in, and we had this black cat specifically, would come into our room and would literally go to the middle of the closet and just stare. Mm-hmm. And they he would wag his tail like he's seeing somebody. And we're like, what the hell are you looking at? And he would do that all the time, but he would not walk in the closet. And if you tried to pick him up to put him in the closet, he went berserk. Mm-hmm. I mean, he would go berserk. Yeah. So it's like he would sit there and look at the closet but he wouldn't go in the closet, so it was, it was kind of creepy. So it, uh, we've we've got a lot of stories, yeah, but I'm not going to share that yeah. because I do have. I want to write a script about it, and I want to make a movie about it. <laughs> so uh, God forbid people watch my Halloween movies and and get freaked out about this this ultimate house. <laughs> um, so yeah, but we've had those experience, interesting yeah. experiences. Yes, yes. We know Halloween is a holiday celebrated each year on October 31st, of course. Mm-hmm. And this year will occur on Sunday, which is when this episode airs. The tradition originated with ancient Celtic an ancient at, with the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain. Okay. 
when people would light bonfires, wear costumes to ward off ghosts. In the 18th century, Pope Gregory III designated November 1st as a time to honor all saints. Soon, All Saints Day incorporated some of the traditions of Samhain, the evening before, known as All Hallows' Eve, and later Halloween. Over time, Halloween has evolved into a day of activities like trick-or-treating, uh, carving jack-o'-lanterns, festival gatherings, and costumes and eating treats. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. An age-old thing, and yes, adults love it just as much as the kids do. Yeah. I think the adults probably like yeah. it better than the kids do sometimes. Well, you know, it's interesting. You have all that candy, right? And then you have the costumes. But, you know, I think even that part of Halloween has really evolved because now there's, like, cosplay and all that stuff. So well, that's, like, year-round. I like to watch the horror films back-to-back during the day and then pretty much at night. And, you know, they've been doing it now, at least this month, uh, the AMC Network's been doing them consistently yeah, yes they every have. day. Mm-hmm. For the month of October, which I love. You just kind of get like, I don't want to say hooked, but you're just like. You kind of do. Especially the Halloween series. Yeah. Love the Halloween series. Have not seen the one that's in the theater yet. Uh, Will, but uh, have not done that yet. But uh, I love watching the Halloween series as it leads up to Halloween and on Halloween and throughout the night on Halloween. Mm -hmm. I just love it. It's such a grand tradition to do that because Halloween series doesn't really scare me as much as it used to. Yeah. But it's just good to watch because it was done so well. But you know what's interesting, too? It wasn't like because it wasn't the original where, like, it was just so um, – it didn't take much just to – for people to get scared. No, no, it didn't. I mean, it, I mean, you see where I'm coming from on yeah, that? Yeah, it didn't. And I'm not big on bloods and glory, gory or whatever well, you want to call it. And Halloween gore, yeah. really doesn't do that. Um, but uh, it's such a great, it was just done so perfectly. Mm-hmm. It was just really just done so perfectly. So, so yeah, we like to, to do that. And we watched uh, for the first time I since, since a kid, Poltergeist on oh, TV, yes, oh, oh. Um, mm, yes. Mm. You know, I still haven't tried watching Child's Play. I don't mm. like Child's Play. Mm. I don't really like much to do with clowns, periods, or oh, yeah. dolls or whatever. But, um, but yeah, it was just it just amazes me. Some of the horror films that they got coming out now they they're good, but they're not as great. Yeah, I think you know we went and seen the latest. The Grudge, I think, last year or something. Yeah, and in a majority of the time, um, uh, I could, I had to like just have my, close time, my eyes or have or whatever. He, majority just, of the time, he yeah. was pretending that he was sleeping. Pretty much, I wasn't pretending. I just, I just, yeah. Pretty I'm much. just gonna leave it. Yeah, yeah. But you know, there's another Halloween tradition that a lot of people love, and um, we've seen it at uh, Universal Studios in Orlando. Did a play version of it. And it's called the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes. Uh, right now, I don't know for how long it'll stream, but it is on Hulu. Yes. You can watch it on Hulu. And uh, I love it. I, I actually, you know, it, it, it's it got a big fan base. It has oh got a cult following. Yes. Let me yes. tell you, people absolutely love it. You oh. know, the Rocky Horror Picture Show uh, originated as a musical. It was a, a theater play. It was written by uh, Richard O'Brien. Mm, okay. And uh, produced and directed by Jim Sharman. 
It played at the Royal Court Theater on June 19th in 1973. Now, that's interesting. Yeah, it is. It, because... re- it really wasn't a Halloween thing, yeah. but turned out to be every Halloween season, yeah. it, it kind of came out. But you know, another another interesting fact about that, the theater show, now they don't have any comparison or they're not associated with, with one another, but ironically, they're both, um, <clears throat> they're both, they're both Halloween classics now. Rocky Horror was a theater show that started in the summertime, and Hocus Pocus, Disney's Halloween ver- Halloween That's show, right, yes. went into the theaters and flopped in the summertime. That's and now right. both of it, they're yep. both cult classics for Halloween. Yeah. So how ironic mm-hmm. is that? But anyway, the original cast included Tim Curry, Nell Campbell, and Patricia Quinn. Wow. That's yes. right. Yeah, yeah. It won a Theater World Award mm-hmm. for its uh, showing. And uh, the 1975 Rocky Horror Picture Show film was the longest-running release in history with three of the original cast, with added cast Barry Boswick and the great Susan Sarandon. Wow. Wow. Yes. It is the first musical to, to depict fluid sexuality during a generational division and sexual difference. That's... That's yeah. uh, it. Uh, it made it had a message made of movement and became a cult classic at the same time. Yeah. How ironic is that? Of course, it is a cultural icon. Uh, yeah, it is definitely a cultural icon because it's still very popular today. Oh, of course. I mean, yeah. I, I have a friend who just loves it. His mom loves it. Oh my gosh, he's. I think he mentioned that, and people have their own stories. They have their own, like, you know, when they first saw it, if they dressed up as a character from it, you know, everyone's got something. Well, people still go to the comic cons. And, right, yeah. And and try to and get the autographs, and, and they're still just, they're just like, wow. And the music, love the music. I like to play the music every, every now and again with uh, Time Warp and all that. I love the music. But the, the fans, though, the fans go nuts oh my over goodness, the music. Yes. And they know the routine and they know how to dance to it. And it's just like, wow, this is so crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it, 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 it's, it's cool. It's really, it's really cool that it can make a mark on so many generations. And just, just I don't know, just I think so well. It's just Well, it that and me. I think, well, you were talking about messages and stuff. But I think... Like, even though it was written and it was done or whatnot, but I think whoever watched it got their own something out of it. Yeah. You know? I think they they did. They did. They did. It promotes empowerment, self-creation, and, of course, sexual orientation. Yeah. I would have to say, again, when we what we just discussed, that would have to be our favorite memory about the movie mm-hmm. uh, and about the play is just the reaction, just watching the fans so dedicated into it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I just, that's... That's where it is for me. Of course. I mean, totally where it is for me. Tim Curry plays Frank Inferter. (laughs) (laughs) I can't speak. I can't speak. (laughs) Was it Frank Footer? Frank Inferter. Yeah. Patricia Quinn plays Magneta. Magenta. Magenta Magneta. Oh, my gosh. Would you say Magneto? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Off somewhere. Nell Campbell plays Columbia. Susan Sarandon plays Janet. Damn it, Janet. Uh, Meatloaf plays Eddie. Barry Boswick plays Brad Majors. Uh, 
Yes. <laughs> yes. Best thing about a lot of thing about watching Brad Majors is he spends most of his time in his white briefs. Yes. And he has that he has that bulge that just points out to you. You to said it. Like, I was thinking it. There you're you just go. Just like, oh, that's but lovely. He, he was kind of cute. I mean, that's... also he was wearing those glasses, you know, and just that hair. And then when he was going throughout the movie, he was just like, like. I, I don't know how to describe I'm it. I'm sure it's our just... guests would love to know that Willie's getting a hard on just thinking oh about it. Oh, my gosh. He's just thinking about it. Yes. I As I'm blushing said, in the corner. Yes. So. Yes. Well, it is attractive. I think every, <laughs> when I first watched the movie, I think that's where the underwear fetish came into the picture. <laughs> uh, no, it's probably not. But, you know, because I couldn't grow up with it. My parents would definitely never let me watch it. Um, growing up, and I think I watched it in as a teenager. I got introduced to it, and I think that's when things started changing for me. So it was a nice little sight uh, to see, and of course, for the straight folks out there, Saint Susan Sarandon pretty much wears her uh, undies in, in throughout the movie too. So mm -hmm. Susan Sarandon, of course, still has that great looking body and mm -hmm. very attractive woman even then. So you have the best of both worlds. And then you look at Tim Curry, who's dressed up as uh, a transsexual. So then you really have the best of both worlds. Yeah. So it's really, it's just a dynamic film. Um, educate your kids a little bit before you let them watch it. Of Understand course. what it means. Yes, and, yes. You know, um, but if you really want them to know the difference between a man and a woman, then let them watch the movie. <laughs> if you want them to find, if they're not ready to figure out what they are, let them watch the movie. <laughs> um, it's just a great movie. Yeah, it really yeah. is. It has a lot of different things to it, and a lot of <laughs> a lot of different ethics, sexual education, I guess. Well, I, I think for me, it was like at first I was like, I guess I was standoffish because it had such a, I don't know, following is the word I'm looking for, but because like with certain cults, you're, cult classics, excuse me, cult classics, um, you know, you're just like, all right, yeah, well, it's it, like fanboying or fangirling. <clears throat> but then when I did watch it, because I think I originally. Well, it's one of those movies to where you want to adapt to it. You want to associate yeah. with it. You want to enjoy it. But if you haven't quite made that extra step right. and that extra movement to identifying yourself, exactly, then yes. you're going to closet yourself yep. from it with mm -hmm. the public. Yeah. But then when you, whatever it does, it may open you up out of that closet. It may not, but eventually it does to when you can revisit it how many years later. And then watch it. And, and... watch it and still kind of go back to those closeted days and open that door for you at the moment and you start to feel really good about yes. it not really ashamed yes but uh, yes. at least growing up for us and for myself either in the 80s and 90s you know we had a lot of closed doors we oh, had yeah. a lot of you know internet was just now becoming an invention so you really had to sexual preference was a very uh, barrel tight mm -hmm. situation. So you didn't have where you can go grab your phone and go sneak somewhere. You really didn't, no, you couldn't identify to really much of anything because you, the only thing you can associate with is people. So, uh, so back then, of course, it was very hard to have that, uh, sexual identification. In, in some cases, some people were brave enough to where they couldn't. Yeah. Um, you know, we just, I just didn't talk about it. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of figured. I mean, I, I did do stuff as a teenager, but at, at the end of the day, I, you know, even kind of till today when people start asking about 
personal stuff and it's like yeah there's still some things that we just don't talk about yeah Mm -hmm. but uh it's a great film you guys oh yes yes of course everybody knows when it what it is i don't have to tell you that but um but anyway today as our halloween episode we have a very special guest with us his name is Barry Boswick. Woo! Yes, <laughs> Willie gets to dream his underwear dream with Barry oh in person. Gosh. In person, you guys. <laughs> in person. He gets to talk to the man himself I, I, wow, and envision yeah. this man <laughs> in that outfit and go, wow, I wonder if he looks like this now. I'm sure he does, but I'm not going to ask him to to show off his briefs oh now. Oh, gosh. I'm totally not going to ask him to do that. Uh, if that is a fantasy for Willie, oh, then n- Willie will keep that to himself. He will definitely <laughs> keep that to himself. But, uh, but yeah, we have Barry on the show today, so we're very excited about that. Yes. Um, it's just a great film to talk about and a tradition that we've wanted to keep on this show for a very long time. And we're so happy that Barry is uh, joining us today. He's a Golden Globe winner. He plays Brad Majors on the Rocky Horror Picture Show. But he's also done a lot of other stuff, too. He has. He was on. He was on in Greece on Broadway right before John Travolta took the limelight of uh, of Greece. Yeah, I'm, he yeah. was also the mayor in the hit television show Spin City alongside Michael J. Fox. Amazing. The original Michael, yes. Michael J. Fox, and then I forgot that they when they they kept going when Michael left and it became Charlie Sheen. That's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Yep. He was also he also made an appearance in Will and Grace, Cougar Town Scandal, Hot in Cleveland, Till Death, Nip Tuck, Ugly Betty, Law and Order SUV. What I Like About You. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And he was nominated for uh, three Tony Awards and won one Tony Award. Nice. Yes. Yes. So it's it's very interesting on mm-hmm. what uh, his accomplishments. And, and uh, we're so happy to have him on the show. It's so exciting right now. Yeah. It really is. We I can't tell you how excited we are. <laughs> so you know what's going to happen. Yes. We're going to have to take a break so we can get ready to bring him into the studio, give him a call, and talk to him. So sit back, relax, my normal phrase before a guest comes in, because we're going to give him a call. Barry Boswick is coming up. Chris and Will introducing you to an amazing getaway. For the first time, we both treated ourselves to a day of pampering. If you're in the Tampa, Florida area, then please make sure to treat your own self to a day like we did at Spa Nirvana, a sanctuary for face and body, a spa day for men and women. The staff is so friendly, the place is clean, looks amazing, and the best of it, they're following the safety guidelines during these current times. Truly a professional environment. The cost isn't bad neither make your appointment today imagine a day where you can get the most incredible stress-free relaxing massage body work facial rejuvenation and microdermabrasion they have so much more to offer including their signature facial services including an aluminum oxide free crystal microdermabrasion facial the lifting facial of mature skin and the most comprehensive purifying 
deep cleansing facial. Plus, you just can't beat the environment of soothing music. Healthy snacks and drinks, and you just have to see it for yourself. Guys, it's totally worth it. This is a weekly thing for us now, and I can't wait to go again. This is a Chris Will Highly recommendation. SpaNirvana.com is the website. You can go to ChrisandWill.com for the link as well. Spa Nirvana, 811 Court Street, Clearwater, Florida, 33756. Call 727-447-7546 to make your appointment today. Services are by appointment only, and they are filling up fast. So treat yourself, your inner self, to a vacation day at Spa Nirvana. Hey fans, we all love some good music. A variety of music. What if we could bring Chris Will Studios to you 24-7? That's a long work schedule. Maybe, but you know, we just might have it. The best variety of music from multiple decades live on your phone 24-7 with our Gay Orlando Live online radio station. Better known as Go Live. Download the TuneIn app and search for Go Live or go to ChrisandWill.com for more info. So, tune, tune in. in. 24-7 worldwide. Feel the hits. Go live. We are honored to welcome Golden Globe and Tony Award winner Barry Bostwick. I, I'm doing I'm doing okay. I just got out of uh, uh, airline hell, trying to straighten <laughs> out some tickets to London uh, in two days from now. That uh, Atlantic, uh, no, Virgin Atlantic, totally screwed up. And uh, I, I don't know. Have you ever tried? Uh, well. I was on hold for three hours. Oh, wow. God. Yeah, and then finally it was a, a, an hour phone call to to straighten everything out. And, uh, you know, that, that is all it, did, all it did was put me in a shitty mood. But now uh, you're going to cheer me. Yes. 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 Well, well I, I, I feel your pain, dude. I totally feel your pain. Uh, you know what? I don't know what's worse, dealing with that or losing your luggage. I don't know what's worse. Uh, well, thank you. Now, now, now you've just set the, the ball in motion that I'm going to lose my luggage. Oh, oh, no. No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. We're sending you positive vibes. Yes. You're gonna, you're, yes. It's going to be the best trip ever. Yes. So, so yes. Yeah, well, well, I'm th- going for I'm actually going for a, a Rocky Horror uh, sort of reunion at uh, uh, a, a Comic Con in Manchester, England. Wow. And, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tim's going to be there, and uh, unfortunately, we couldn't we couldn't get uh, uh, Nell out of um, out of uh, uh, where is she from? Oh, Sydney, Australia. Yeah. They wouldn't let her out of the country, and uh, and Meatloaf, I guess, just didn't want to go at the final analysis because it's too far away and it's a pain in the ass. But uh, uh, Tim's going to be there. Um, uh, Pat, myself. Uh, Christopher Biggins, uh-huh. who is uh, who was one of the uh, you know background people. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. What what were they called? They were called the uh, um, Trans- Transylvanian. Yes, 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 yes. You yes. yes. stopped me there. Yes. Well, that's cool. That is well. I have to ask you. Um, first of all, thank you so much for being on the show. Yes. I, we have to do our <laughs> diligence on that one. We really are so excited about this. And of course, Rocky Hara, we're fans of who is it, you know, but, um, how is Tim doing? Yeah. 
I know he's had some health uh, issues. How is he doing? I think he's uh, basically uh, wheelchair-bound for the rest of his life. He had a terrible stroke a number uh-huh. of years ago, and he um, he has to have constant care, and uh, and it's just a tragedy. He's um, yeah, you know, such a, a vital, uh, talented man that um, to see him really not being able to move much at least his his sense of humor and wit uh are are back again uh, yes and he, it's just his physically he's yeah uh really screwed up you know and yeah uh, well it's good to hear that he's he's back pushing himself to do what he loves mm-hmm. uh so that's awesome to hear well you know what let's let's start off with this because you have an amazing career oh my not god just with oh Rocky my goodness <laughs> yeah you have you've had a, a I, don't, I, I don't know if you would agree with me or not but you have had a wonderful life in performing and you know you've done so many different things that we love mm-hmm. of course but the one one thing I have to say that intrigues me the most that I learned was that, um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, was your biggest performance doing Grease on Broadway or uh, was just uh, was it the most notable as far as that time frame? Because you were before John Travolta. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, I created the part of Danny Zuko in the Broadway production. And... Um, uh, uh, John was actually in the first national tour with me for a while, and he was playing the character of Duty, and uh-huh. and, and he, uh, yeah, and so he, he never played Zuko on stage anywhere. He never like replaced me in New York, or uh, uh, I had who else replaced me? Well, Richard Gere was a replacement. Um, uh, Jeff Conaway. Uh, I think Swayze did it uh-huh. for a while. Certainly, well, a whole bunch of people of, of my age group. You know, it was it was the show back in the early '70s that you know every young actor and actress wanted to be in. Um, right. Um, you know, to sort of launch their careers in New York and and just have a hell of a good time. And uh, uh, we were lucky to be in the in the original one. So it's. Um, uh, but yeah, no, the John uh, and I actually John's manager. Well, he my man, my manager Bob Lamond at the time uh-huh. found John uh, when John was just I think still uh, just out of high school. I, I don't think he ever graduated. And wow. um, uh, and uh, Bob Lamond, who was one of the best personal managers ever, uh, I think created John. Uh, if if anybody could have created john i mean john created himself he's right so charismatic um but uh uh, bob lamont found john in the in in greece he found patrick swayze in greece he found treat williams he found jeff conaway and he had all these guys as as clients way back way back then and he built an awful lot of careers and unfortunately he passed away but um uh, it uh, a lot of young actors uh, owe their careers to him, and um, uh, right. and John John is certainly one of them. Wow. wow, you know that's really amazing talking about that. You know because it's so interesting. You know just how that 
came to be, you know? So I think that what I'm wondering is, did they approach you to perform in the film, and did you and John collaborate? Uh, in the oh, in the in the Greece, the film Greece. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no. I was too old by then. I was uh, uh, I was in my late twenties, I think. Um, and John, I I don't. I'm not sure it would have been made if John hadn't said yes at the time. I'm 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 not sure. I think I mean the the the. The, the history is, I think, when John signed on, uh, it was a go project. But uh, they, um, I think, they were having a hard time getting somebody to uh, to headline it, and um, and because John was just off of what well, Cotter, and I think he also had uh, Saturday Night Fever. Was it? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, and I think he had just finished that, so he was. He was becoming the really hot property, and yeah. uh, um, and so they 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 built that production around him. Um, wow! And, uh, and I, uh, I I I wasn't anywhere near the running for it. It it was, I mean, when we first did it on Broadway, we were all in our early mid twenties anyway. But you know, with the theater, you could. And, and with a bunch of energy, you could look like you were a teenager, you know, from from a distance. And uh, and we certainly all had an awful lot of energy. Uh, yes. And we all committed ourselves 100 percent to making that show, I think, what it eventually became. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So no, I was I was I, I don't I I I. I love John, and I thought he he was wonderful in the movie, and um, um, so many of my friends were in it. Jeff Conaway played, you know, Kanicki, and oh. he was and he he was uh, my understudy uh, on Broadway, and played it played Danny Zuko on Broadway, and uh, but they had this concept that they wanted Kanicki to sort of be a Zuko wannabe uh, wow. character. Yeah. And uh, so that's how that's how that you know, wow. And then not soon after that, you got your your legendary <laughs> film. Now um, you would soon be showing the world your entire body in your tidy whities pretty much the entire film, uh, which is the most yeah. iconic. And, you know, I hear that you actually sell the tidy whities at the conventions. Is this correct? Uh, yes. And, and, and my wife is not proud of the fact. <laughs> <laughs> she thinks I'm a whore and, and a peddler. <laughs> <laughs> I must agree with one of the two. Oh, that's so funny. Well, (laughs) you know what? Um, Let's just say many of our viewers, of course, have said you you filled in the role very well. Yes. Yes. Well, Well, you know, I I have a website, BarryBostwick.com, and I I sell my underwear on my website. So if anybody uh, wants my underwear, I will sign them personally to them and put whatever they want on it, and I sign right over the basket front 
And um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, I was going to ask that because um, we usually ask about the websites at the end, but I'm glad you brought that up because that was going to be my next question. Because we are totally going to uh, buy a pair, have you sign them, frame them, and put them on our wall. So when people walk into our house, it's going to be the first thing they see. And, and that's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Usually they end up in the bathroom somewhere, you know, framed above the toilet. Uh, wow. No. You're going to give me a better position. Of course. I am. Yes. I'm going to give you, I'm going to put you right next to, uh, we have a photo of George Shakiris when we interviewed George. Yes. And um, we're going to put you right next to George with his pose with Marilyn Monroe. So you're going to get the. Oh, nice. Equality of how important George and Marilyn are, and there you are going to be with your tidy. Mm-hmm. That's so great. I love that. So I, let me just say one thing: George Shakiris cannot sell his underwear. I, <laughs> he can sell my underwear. I mean, I mean, legitimately, you know, because it yeah. actually has something to do with my career. Now, yes, I'm sure he. Could, I'm sure he could sell it. Uh, to people who uh, wanted it. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's so funny. So let's talk about your amazing role in uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. That has become a cult classic. Uh, probably you are going to live with this performance for the rest of your life and even beyond that, that uh, it was such a great performance and still a classic today. We were actually watching it the other day because it is on hulu so our listeners can go watch it on hulu if they have it on hulu if they have hulu but um it is such a great movie so how did that come about what how did you first learn about the project and um and then you told yourself this is what i want to do uh, well, you know, I saw Tim Curry do it on stage in Los Angeles and wow. just fell in, love, fell in love with him and the show, and I had some friends in it. I never did a stage production, but um, uh, it was, I mean, he just was, a, he was astonishing. I, I, he he made, I, not only did it make his career at the time, but I he he made history, I think, in terms of coming up with a character that was, so different different and deep i mean yeah yes you know it it it, it the guy's a maniac you know oh, yeah. I mean, and and he, and he's he's um uh he's 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 a devil i mean he does uh-huh. horrible things to people <laughs> and 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 he's still sexy and all that other stuff but um, yeah you know, Tim, uh, Tim, and then you feel sorry for him at the end when he says, I'm going, sings, I'm going home. It, it, it's such an extraordinary performance. Uh-huh. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, 20th Century Fox at the time uh, wanted to put together two young Americans. Uh, and so the casting director, who was a friend, Joel Firm, uh, he, he brought Susan and I in just for a meeting uh, with them uh, one afternoon. And, uh, Little did we know that it was already a done deal. I mean, they had already they had already sort of agreed uh, to having us sort of thrust upon them by twentieth, uh, uh-huh. and uh, uh, and it was uh, it it was 
it was the time of my life from what I can remember 46 years ago. Oh, I uh, bet. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's got to be just that feeling alone, knowing that you're already going to be in it, you know, after they told you that. that what I want to know is what was it like acting alongside a young Susan Sarandon? Oh, uh, yes. Well, she was... Um, so sexy and so uh-huh. she's such an such an accomplished actress and um uh lovable and uh um and you just knew at the time that her career was going to skyrocket because she was so pointed in the direction she she would she wouldn't have accepted anything less in her life uh, other than ultimate, uh, you know, total stardom, uh, and uh, but that didn't uh, take away from her sweetness in a way. But you, you, you knew that she was something special. She was she's the, the smartest, wisest, wittiest person I think woman I had ever met at that time, and uh-huh. uh, was a constant um, challenge. You know, she's she she challenged you, and then yeah, you know, we all like, we all like to be challenged at certain uh, you know times in our life, and she certainly challenged me, and and I think we were a very good combination. And uh, the when they did the sequel, uh, shock treatment, apparently they came to her first and said, "Would she do it?" And I think she at that time was asking for too much money, and uh, she, her career was already. In, you know, skyrocketing. And, uh, so she didn't do it. And then they never came to me because I, they wanted to do a whole new combination of Brad and Janice. And right. so, but that's okay. Did, did you ever see shock treatment? No, no, we actually, you know what? We've been a fan of the, sh- the, the movie and the play for so long. I didn't even know they had a sequel. Yeah. I, uh-huh. I didn't even know. I, I, so, I mean, what was it about? I mean, what was, do you know? I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. It, it's one of the most interesting, obscure. Uh, it's about reality television. It's about um, uh, Nell's in it, Pat's in it. Uh, um, uh, it it's, it's got a great cast. It's got a uh-huh. very strange uh, thrust as a story. You don't really know what it's about, but some of the music is brilliant because Richard O'Brien is a wonderful writer. Uh-huh. Um, and and uh, but it, you get about three quarters of the way through the movie, and you you have no idea where you are uh, in the world. And, wow. Uh, it, and it's uh, but it it was directed by Jim Sharman, and and it was created by Richard, and it was it was a. Um, it wasn't it didn't have it didn't have the simplicity that rocky has in terms of its right. sexuality and it's and it's you know it was uh it, it you know it was uh, <clears throat> rocky was a very sort of tongue-in-cheek uh even though we didn't play it you know for laughs it just became that way because of of the story and and all that but um the um, uh, shock treatment. If you haven't seen it, check it out because there's some wonderful songs in it, and y- y- you will be totally flummoxed about 
what the hell it's all about. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just wrote it down. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. I'm trying to see if I can find it. I love that because even doing this show, you learn that some of the performances that you guys, iconic actors, do. Yes. You're like these great movies that you you love or that you wanted to do or so forth, and I'm like, oh, why did I miss this? How did I miss this? You know, how did it? You yeah. know what? And, and so I love going back and revisiting those classics and like okay um like for example we interviewed i don't know if you know um Catherine mary stewart yes uh yeah uh, yes yeah. she we interviewed her and we're as we're going through it we're talking about night of the comet mm -hmm. and she goes well, she was talking and we looked it up and i'm like how did i miss this so we finally went and watched it and we're like this is so wow. good we love it's cheesy in a sense yeah. but it's wonderful yeah. it's so uh -huh. good and so you know i had to call her back and say i'm glad that you you mentioned this because we kind of you know we we miss those sometimes and and well it, i'll tell you another one i'll tell you another one you that i was in that you shouldn't miss it's called movie movie with oh. george c scott and it uh it's two it's it's again it's a sort of send up uh movie uh of the two two movies in the day kind of thing from yeah. the 40s yeah uh, and one one half is a musical like 42nd Street, where I play the lead. And the other one is a boxing movie that Harry Hamlin plays the lead in. And wow. uh, it's the same It's the same cast in both movies, plus previews for coming attractions. And it's it's hysterical. It's got red buttons in it. It's got... Really? Wow. Oh, yeah. It's, wow. It's, 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 it's a great... It's really... It was very one of those under watched underserved uh movies that came and went too quickly and uh it needs to be rediscovered called movie movie uh, i'm gonna look it yes, up yes yes i'm totally gonna look that up yes absolutely thank you for that and then if you and then if you like me in spandex you have to see megaforce oh gosh, <laughs> oh, gosh. so you went from tidy whities to spandex all right oh yeah, yeah. all right so hey you know you have to do what you have to do that's right. That's right. So we'll. So what we'll do is we'll. Uh, so what that what was that? Mega Force. Mega Force. Okay, yeah. I'm writing it down because I'm gonna go look that up. And I'm 1980, gonna... 82 or 83. It was like a big GI Joe movie. Yes. Oh wow! Oh, that's so the crazy. Persis Kambada uh, was in it with me, who was uh, you know in one of the Star yeah. Wars movies or Star Trek. I'm sorry, I never again. Correct, but and uh, uh, yeah, it's 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 a fun sort of tongue-in-cheek take on a GI Joe movie, and it's, oh, I it's, love it! Oh my god, I love it! it yes, <laughs> very. It's, again, it's very cheesy. I mean, talk about cheesy. This is this is cheesy, and uh, <laughs> yes. but it has it has a whole it has a fan following, and in fact, we're making a documentary about the making of it. Uh, wow. And uh, we're about finished with it, and it's, uh, but it's an interesting documentary because it's not just about the making of Megaforce because it's, we we call it a it's a documentary that nobody was asking for. Wow! Uh, right. Because, <laughs> and it's very funny, and it's actually like a buddy movie between this one guy I met who was such a fan of Megaforce that he went out. And he started buying all of the vehicles that we had in it. Hal Needham directed it, who was a big wow. stunt guy. And, he's, 
and uh, uh, and and uh, Bob, who Bob Lindemeyer, who is making the movie with me, or he started it, uh, is really about his journey wanting to relive uh, his childhood when he saw the movie when he was 12 years old, and he wants to be my character. Ace Hunter was my character, and so we we sort of uh, he, he sort of morphs. Uh, uh, emotionally into uh, through his exploration of of the making of Megaforce into uh, him and I becoming the best of friends and it, if you see the movie there's it, at the end of the movie I fly off uh, on a motorcycle that has a rocket on it wow. and uh, yeah and at the end of the documentary he and I fly off into the distance on rocket motorcycle wow so oh my gosh it's, it's, it's have, a buddy movie yeah yeah we're gonna it's yes. definitely you're giving us some binge watching yes, yes that's great <laughs> that's great so you know you were talking about fans and you know i know you do you go to these conventions and you have all these reunions and stuff like that does it for one does it surprise you that this role has lasted as long as it has or or the movie itself and two how do you react to the fans? I mean, it's there's got to be some feeling about the many of fans that line up just to to see you and and the collectibles like they do have. Yeah, well, I I have to say the fans are fantastic for this movie because it a lot of people saw it at a very interesting time in their lives, whether uh-huh. they were twelve years old or fifteen years old. Most of them were going through a change of of character of of uh, you know of what they what they who they were right a lifestyle yeah you know a, the lifestyle and 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 their if they were exploring their sexuality this just blew their minds you know this uh-huh. movie and, and um, so it uh, it. Those I, I I love those people who come up to me and tell me these personal stories about how it has affected their life and how it's affected their friendships and how uh, they became well. It's like the movie says, "Don't dream it, be it." Uh, they uh, perhaps were only dreaming it until this sort of kicked them into chancing in, in their life to be it. Uh, Right. Whatever it was, whether it was a, whether it was a, you know, a, whether they they were, whether they were questioning whether or not, you know, they were homosexual or whether they were in the right career path or whether they had the right friends or any any number of things that they, you know, the movie's about the loss of innocence and I think that's really what uh, people were responding to. Right. They're in. Their innocence uh, was being questioned uh, at the same time. Now, consequently, the movie is just a big party. You know, I mean, right, right. now it's mm-hmm. just a, it's it's just a celebration of, of 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 rock and roll and uh, uh, sexuality and uh, um, freedom, and and, right. and that is really, that's really what I have always enjoyed about it is the freedom and the inclusion of uh of uh, how i think it's affected people uh, in terms of 
their 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 patience isn't the right word, but uh, how they have um, uh, included in their life uh, more people and more cultures uh, that uh, they even knew existed, and uh, right. mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know, and I think that. Uh, it, the move, there's actually a documentary that hasn't quite come out yet. It's called Rocky Horror Saved My Life. And I tell you, the number of people who have come up to me over the years to say Rocky Horror really did save my life. I was wow. I didn't know who I, I didn't know who I was, where I should be, who I should be with, uh, uh, and um, it 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 put me on a a path of self discovery that. Uh, perhaps wouldn't have happened if Rocky hadn't come into their lives. Now, saying that, we, I, I, Richard, uh, I don't think ever intended on making a message movie. He just intended making, you know, a, a movie that reflected what he loved, which was old right. movies, which was rock and roll, which was, uh, you know, a certain uh, a certain gender-bending uh, sensibility. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. And uh, and it was a really a reflection of the mid seventies in in London, you know, with uh, uh-huh. the David Bowies and all that who were who were exploring all all of that. And so he and and certainly Richard O'Brien was exploring that in his own life. So right. he was he was just uh, uh, capitalizing on his own psychology in a way. Well, you know, it's so interesting because, um, you know, Universal Studios at one time, I don't know about the Hollywood Universal Studios, but I know one in Orlando at one time during Halloween, they brought the Rocky Horror Picture Show on stage. Yes. And so we've seen it. So Uh we, we went and saw it and it amazed me on all the songs people just got up out of their uh-huh. chairs yep. and just went crazy like they were at a concert and then they, they would dress the role mm-hmm. and yep. it was just it was so unique and I'm like wow this is this is fandom right here and they knew and the lyrics they, to yeah, every song like they did every, yep. they did it was so great so I do have to ask this one though what is the craziest thing that you've seen at Comic Con with oh. or with this oh god uh, you know, it's it, it's, uh, it's hard to say. I mean, it. I, I've seen some very strange tattoos uh-huh. uh, all over different parts of bodies that are uh, Rocky Horror related, whether it's the lips or or our signatures. You know, uh, yeah. where, you know somebody somebody would come up and say, "Will you sign my arm?" And I'll say, "Yeah, sure." You know, and, and then all of a sudden. Four hours later, they come back and they've actually tattooed your your, uh, your autograph. Oh on wow! Their upper thigh, you know uh, it, that's the kind of thing that uh, I, uh, I I find uh, very interesting, strange, and you know I that's... I, I don't I, I, I'm like Brad. Do you have any tattoos, Brad? Certainly not. That's you know, yeah. I, mm-hmm. uh, hey, true and, true fandom. Uh, but I uh, know I also I have also seen where parents will bring very young children dressed up as Rocky with in a gold wow. lame speedo, you know, like a nine year old boy and uh-huh. they'll come up, you know, and, and, and then their daughters will be dressed like magenta and little Nell. And, you know, it's adorable, but it's, it's a little freaky. 
Yeah. You know, I, mean, I bet. Do they really, I, I have a feeling that they, they never let those kids uh, watch the movie past, uh, you know, uh, the time warp. Uh, uh-huh. But if they, if they did, uh, they, there was an awful lot of conversation over dinner. I was, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you'd hope, you'd hope. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's yeah. great. Well, really quick before we wrap this up, I do want to talk about this, this project, which is another iconic with you, but it's almost important at the yes. same time mm-hmm. because a lot of happened during it, but I'm talking about spin city. Yes. Um, yes. You play oh. the mayor and you work alongside Michael J. Fox. Great show. Yeah. We loved it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love it. Um, I don't even know if it's even come back on streaming yet. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm gonna have to look on Hulu. Yeah. Um, but um, but but it's such a great role, and you guys had so much chemistry together in that. So first of all, tell me about that experience with Spin City. Oh well, Spin City was the time was the second time of my well the third time of my life. First wow. time was probably probably Greece. The second time was Rocky Horror, and the third time was was uh spin city and uh-huh. that it was six years of of uh of, of really fine work with fine actors and uh working with uh an an, an expert at what he does yeah michael j fox is uh he's brilliant i mean he's brilliant at that form of comedy i learned so much from him uh because he was also our executive producer so right uh, we uh you know he he was responsible for keeping the storylines taut and 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 then he was responsible for the initial casting so he was smart enough to cast around him some really good actors who could handle you know an a story if it was thrown at him on any single week and so wow. it, he he supported himself brilliantly i think with not only the men in the office but the women that came and went and um uh he uh and it was just you know it was horrible when he finally got ill and and had to Uh leave the show and then it was a miracle when charlie took over and they found some way to keep him going for two more years wow uh that and uh and uh and keep the sort of dynamics of the office uh, uh very much uh, alive and funny uh yes. um, and i think that uh you know if anybody was going to ask me i mean i think mike was brilliant at what he does a very physical comedian and uh and charlie is a very sort of uh wry uh guy you know uh-huh. and and i mm-hmm. think he brought that to the to the part and uh he also brought a history of of of, of, of not taking very good care of himself and right. uh, and, and 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 his and his behavior, which which right. fed very well into into the character that he played in Spin City. So he brings he brought himself with uh, he brought a lot of baggage that worked specifically for that. And uh, right as with the, as with Two and a Half Men, you know, he always said. That he really learned, uh, Charlie really learned how to do this form of comedy by being on Spin City, and uh, uh, and he was a real team player, and he was and he was he was a great guy. I mean, he is a great guy, but he uh, wow. he he really he really dug in and 
tried and uh, uh, took care of himself and uh, was 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 just a joy to be with. Wow. Now, now um, with Michael, did you guys know that he was getting ill? Were there any signs that you kind of picked up on before he actually came out and said this was what was going on? Oh, hard to tell. I, I, I mean, he did cut back on a lot of his physical stuff and uh, physical, you know, act, acting. Um, uh, but we always didn't, we're not, we didn't really know what that was. And Sometimes the the filming would be delayed, and uh, we heard that he he would say, "Well, he had uh, Lyme disease, and so he uh, was on medication for that." And it took a while for that medication to kick in uh, before he could be comfortable being in front of a live audience. But you know, it was all sort of um, um, I just you, you didn't really know. You just knew that right. something was going on, and and you didn't question it because we basically were his employees. You know, we didn't, yeah. you don't go to the boss and say, Hey, what's wrong? You know? Right. And, uh, yeah. I and, get you. And wow. I think he didn't want to, he didn't want to rock the boat, uh, and didn't want to, uh, until they had sort of figured out how to try to keep the thing going before he d- dismissed himself from the project. But he never, really dismissed himself even though he wasn't in front of the camera you know he he i think he was still in the background and still working to keep it alive because he was one of the owners of the show so he uh uh had a lot invested in it and i don't know why it's not streaming at the moment there's something legally going legally going on about who owns the rights to this or who owns the rights to that and uh i it'll come back because it's um yeah. Yes. It's too good, too good a show, and I don't think it's dated itself. You know. To no, that it has. I agree. Yeah, it mm-hmm. hasn't. It hasn't. So, what do you have going on in the future other than the reunion that uh, you had brought up earlier? Any new projects? Well, I just finished a movie uh, with Michael Yuri uh, called oh, nice. "Single All the Way" for Netflix. Uh, oh. Wow. And it, it, that, that, that it's a Christmas movie, and they're billing it as the first. Uh, gay rom-com uh, that's uh, ever been on Netflix, and oh. uh, it 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 follows it follows all the rules of a typical heterosexual rom-com, romantic <laughs> comedy, but with with uh, with uh, he plays my son uh, uh-huh. and his uh, and his roommate, and it's uh, it's 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 a funny, warm, real. Uh, uh, look at um, uh, you know at, at at those relationships, and he uh, it's it's really I think it's really good. And wow! It, it, I think it it's going to come out yes. at the beginning of December. It's called Single All the Way, and um, definitely going to check that out. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, definitely going to check yes. that out. So uh, you said your website was barryboswick.com. Is that the website? Yeah, how unusual, huh? That's 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you never know. We yeah, get, we yeah. actually get weird ones. Uh, you would think it would be the name, but we actually do get weird ones. So it's like I can't I, I can't go the traditional route anymore because then they're like, no, it's not that. Right. It's like, okay. And we want to make sure yeah. that it's pronounced exactly the way it's supposed exactly. to be. So it's so exciting. Yes. So oh. we're we are definitely going to check it out because I'm I'm serious. I am serious. You will be getting a <laughs> a, a thing where I will be purchasing those undies so yes. I can put them on the wall. And then when I do that, um, I'm pretty sure you have a contact thing. I'll take a picture of it on the wall so you see that I'm not kidding. Yes. So that yes. way. Oh, I love Yes. I love you. Yes. 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 I, also, I, also, I, I also have been making clocks. And wow. Oh, that I, I have on website. I'm, 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 I've, uh, I'm, I, this is one thing I am, I, which goes back to the beginning of a conversation. I'm a peddler. Uh, and uh-huh. I, I love making things. I'm a maker. I, I, my avocation is pottery. And so I have a whole studio here and I do all these things at my studio and I get this sort of, uh, inspiration to make like say clocks that are Rocky horror themed with different images and stuff. And oh. I have some of those, I'm going to be putting about 30 more of those on the website in the next couple of weeks. And then I make these uh, pendants or jewelry that say, you know, don't dream it, be it, or or asshole, oh, or whatever. <laughs> I love it. That is amazing, really. Like, I'm feeling that. I'm that gonna, it's, yes. it's Christmas shopping for uh-huh. us. That's exactly what. Oh, Good. totally. Good. I love it. I love it. Now, are you, no, really quick, are you based in L.A. <laughs> or New York? No, right now I'm based in Florida. I'm really? Oh, you're yeah, actually. You we're in Florida. Oh, wow, yes. <laughs> we actually are in Celebration, Florida. Oh yeah. Well, we're. I'm in a little town called Mount Dora, which is the oh, north yeah. of Orlando. Yep, I know where that's at. I know where that's at. Wow. So, uh, thank Good. you so much for being on this show. Yes. We really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Well, it's so exciting. And again, I wish you luck with the the upcoming reunion and hopefully with your travels and and so forth but we so enjoyed this thank you so much yes we'll be in touch oh best of luck thanks so much and happy halloween so in love with the classics yes and i'm not talking about the classic briefs neither (laughs) even though i am going to go buy a pair and do exactly what i said and put it on the wall Mm -hmm. i'm going to do that yeah and uh you know i love spending time with the legends that bring us their life No, it's so interesting. I mean, you get something that you wouldn't normally listen to or hear, you know? Yes. I love his personality. He's a great personality. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful man. Um, And, you know, how exciting was this? We got to relive the Rocky Horror Picture Show. (laughs) Yay! We want to thank Barry for coming on our show and giving us another great episode of What About Our Life with Chris and Will. Happy Halloween! And please be safe out there. Have fun. And stay connected with us on all of our fun as well. Mm-hmm, definitely. And remember, go to our official website at chrisandwill.com. Follow us on Instagram at chris.and.will and on Facebook under The Real Prince Charming. Yes, we got so many interviews, events, and productions, and so much more for the holidays coming up. So you definitely want to check that out. We do want to thank all of you for joining us and keeping us going, of course. We truly love you guys. Thank you. Be sure to take care of yourself. All 
always remember we love you. We thank you. And remember to love yourself and the world will love you in return. Have a great Halloween. Have fun with it. Yes. Yes. But for now, you guys, we got to go. Bye. Bye. Today's episode was a Chris Will production. Broadcasted on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google, Apple, Amazon Music, and other podcast media platforms. Show hosts, Christopher L. Ante and William Ante. Show guests, Barry Boswick. Chris Will Show Assistant, Ginger Lutz Ross. Chris Will Show Creative Consultant, Tony Ross. Show Production Manager, Janet Dickinson Menard. Show Introduction Voiceover, Tony Ross. Recorded at the Chris Will Studios in Celebration, Florida. Produced by Chris Will of Kelly New York Company. Copyright Chris Will, all rights reserved. Official website, chrisandwill.com. Produced October 2021.